In the Zoyar on this week's Parsha, it says that when the Oroin came to its place on the Evan Shsiya, the, Aro- the Oroin said, the Pasuk, this is my resting place forever. This is where I will dwell, because this is what I desired. This is the place that I desired. Rabbi Yesa says that this Pasuk was actually said by Knesset Yisroel when the Beis HaMikdash was built and the Oroin came to its place. Arab Chizkiya says that it's actually Hashem saying it regarding Knesset Yisroel, that when the Yidin do Hashem's will, at that point Hashem sits on His holy throne, has Rachmanus, He has mercy on the world, and there is bracha, blessing, peace, and chavivus, the preciousness of everything comes out, the preciousness of everything is found, and then Hashem says, this is my resting place forever. Now, as we learn it simply, these three opinions of the Zoyar could really be divided into two groups. The first two opinions are according to the simple meaning of the Psukim in that capital Tehillim, which are all speaking about the time that the Oroin has come to its place. The difference between the two opinions more specifically is that the first opinion is saying that the Oroin says, and according to Rabbi Yisa, it's Knesset Yisrael saying it. But then the third opinion seemingly has nothing to do with the simple meaning in the reading of these psukim when the Orin is coming in to its place in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Rather, as we said, that he says that Hashem says this in regards to the Yidin when they are doing what Hashem wants. However, says the Rebbe, this is not so smooth and simple. If the third opinion has nothing to do with the Mishkan and the Mikdash and the Orin coming into its place, which is really what's being discussed in the Zoyar here, then the Zoyar really shouldn't have brought this Pirush of, on this, this Pirush on the Pasuk shouldn't have even been brought over here at all. Because if we're just speaking about more Pirushim on this Pasuk of Zois Menuchasi, surely there are many Pirushim. So why is this third idea, third opinion even coming in here? Another point, says the Rebbe. In regards to the first two opinions, it's understood that the difference between these two opinions is not only who is saying which is that it's either the Oroin saying it or Knesset Yisrael is saying it. The Rebbe says this could be proven from the beginning of that Zoya where it says that the beauty of the world and the sight of the world, in other words, really being able to see what's going on in the world properly, wasn't visible in the world until the time that the Mishkan, was built and established, and that the Orin had come into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. From then on, from when the Orin came into the Mishkan and the Kodesh HaKadoshim, that's when the sight of the whole world was able to be seen. The world was fixed, and at that point, they were traveling with the Mishkan and with the Orin, until finally it came to the point in, in, by the Evan Ashasiya, which is called Yefei Noif, the most beautiful place, Chedva Dechayla, the most joyful place. And finally, when it comes there, that's when the Oroin starts off by saying, this Pasuk, Zois Menuchasi. That was the first opinion. If the second op- opinion, Rabbi Yesa, is coming to say, all he's coming to say is that it's not the Oroin saying it, rather Knesset Yisrael is saying it, then all he had to say was, this Pasuk, was said by Knesset Yisroel. But from the fact that he repeats in a certain sense, and he says, it's at the time that the Beis HaMikdash was built, 
and the Oroin came to its place, that's when Knesset Yisrael said it, it's understood that clearly he's coming to add another point. And that is that it's connected not only with the Oroin itself, but related to this idea that this is the time that the base Hamikdash was built. In other words, the difference between these three opinions is not only who said Zois Menuchos Yad, that the first opinion says it was the Oroin. The second opinion says it was Hashem, Knesset Yisroel said it. And the third opinion says that it was Hashem said it. And, but it's also regarding, regarding what it's being said. In other words, is it the fact that it's coming to its place in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, in the Evan Ashziah, which is what the first opinion said, or, according to the second opinion, it's also related to the idea, the, the time of the Beis HaMikdash. That's the second opinion saying, so it's not only about the Orin coming to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, but it's also related specifically to the idea that this is the time of the Beis HaMikdash. Or is it related to the idea that it's the time when Yidin are doing the Ratzin of Hashem. However, says the Rebbe, we need to understand, number one, the difference really between the first two opinions. Since according to both opinions, it's speaking about seemingly the same time, the same idea, that the Orin is coming to its place, to the Evanish Seah, what is really the difference between what the Orin is saying or Knesset Yisrael? Number two, says the Rebbe, why is it relevant when discussing that first opinion, that whole introduction regarding the Mishkan? That the Orin had gone into the Kodesh HaKadoshim and the Mishkan. If the point of the Pasuk, Zois Menuchasi Adeyad, which we're trying to discuss, is discussing the time that the Orin comes to the Beis HaMikdash. Says the Rebbe, the explanation is, that the difference between these three opinions is really what is the main focus and what is the main idea of the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash. According to the first opinion, it's as the Ramban says, the Ramban when he explains what the Mishkan of the Beis HaMikdash is all about, the Ramban says the main point of what Hashem wanted in the Mishkan is that it's the place of the resting place of the Shekhinah, which is the Orin, that's the place where the Shekhinah is resting. The first opinion goes according to this idea, and therefore, the first opinion says that it's the Orin saying, Zois Menuchasi Adeyad, that it finally has its resting place when it comes to the play, in its place in the Beis HaMikdash. The second opinion, Rabbi Yisa, he holds that the main point of the Mishkan and Mikdash is that the Yidden should have a set place where they could serve Hashem. And this fits with what the Rambam says. The Rambam says that the Beis HaMikdash is a place where Karbonis are going to be brought, where the Yidden could celebrate three times a year. And this clearly was mainly accomplished when the Beis HaMikdash was built and the Orin came to its place. And Yidden now have the Beis HaMikdash to be able to do the Avoida there. And therefore, according to this second opinion, who is the one saying it? Knesset Yisrael are saying it. The Yidden are saying it. And finally, the opinion of Rab Chizki is that the main point of the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash is V'shachanti B'soycham, that Hashem says, I'm going to dwell amongst the Yidden. Is that the Eidishter is resting, his resting is connected with the idea that he's resting amongst the Yidden and inside of the Yidden, and that's why he says that it's Hashem actually saying it in regards to Knesset Yisrael. Says the Rebbe, even though they seem to be like three different opinions, but since we know the concept of Elu Elu Chayim, that all opinions are really the words of Hashem, and even more so in our case, when we're speaking about opinions that are brought in the Zoyar, which generally we say that in the Zoyar, in Pnimi Yisat there's no Kasha, there are no questions, there's no Machloikas. 
Says the Rebbe, therefore we could say that in our case, each one of these opinions, each one is saying their own idea within a particular context, but that's not a machloikas. That means not only are these three opinions true, because they're all, all of these things exist in the Beis HaMikdash, but actually they all even are a very main thing. Each one is the main thing practically, but they're speaking about three different times, as we will soon see. The Rebbe says, in regards to the Mikdash generally, we know that there are three zmanim, three times, three ideas. There is the Mishkan. There is the first and second Beis HaMikdash in Yerushalayim. And then there is the Beis HaMikdash in the future, the third Beis HaMikdash. The Rebbe says, this is actually explained and hinted in the words of Chazal, in the beginning of our Parsha. The Pasuk says, Eilep Kudei HaMishkan, Mishkan HaEidus, so Chazal tell us, Rashi brings it also, the, what does it say, Mishkan, Mishkan twice? It's a remez, it's a hint to the Beis HaMikdash that was taken away as a mashkan, as a security, by two Churbanos, the two Churban Beis HaMikdash. In other words, we see right over here in the Pasuk that it's actually referring to these three ideas we just said about the Mishkan, the two Bati Mikdash, and the third Beis HaMikdash. Number one, the simple pshat of the Pasuk, Ein Mikri is speaking about the Mishkan. Eilip Kudayham Mishkan is speaking about number one, the Mishkan. Number two, there's a remez. When we say it's called Mishkan, because Shen is Mashkain. It was taken away as a security, like a Mashkain. So this is going to refer to the two Batei Mikdash that were destroyed and taken away as a security. And as a result of that, automatically, it also speaks about the third base of Mikdash. How is that? Because since we're hinting, the Pasig is hinting to the idea of the Churban Beis Mikdash with the expression of Mishkan from the word Nismashkin that was a taken as a Mashkin, as a security. So it's understood that when we discuss the Churban Beis HaMikdash, the destruction, it's not only that the, the first Beis HaMikdash, the second Beis HaMikdash, that the Pasuk is including as one, as one idea over here, that it's a Remez Mikdash that was taken away as a Mashkin and the two Churbanin, that Chaz Shalom they're going to be destroyed and completely bottled, completely cancelled out, but rather, the way we're hinting to the, these Bati Mikdash is that we're saying that it's a mashkin, that it's a security. How does a mashkin work? So a mashkin is that it goes from the borrower to the lender. It's by the lender temporarily, but eventually it will go back to the borrower when he pays back the money. Exactly the same thing is with the Beis HaMikdash, the first and the second Bati Mikdash, that it was just taken away as a security by the two Churbanin, but then it's going to be brought back by the third base Hamikdash. So in this Pasuk, we have not only the idea about the two Batim Mikdash, but it's clearly indicating the third base Hamikdash. So now we're going to examine these three, these three ideas. The Mishkan, the Mikdash, meaning the first and second base Hamikdash, and the Mikdash, the loss of the third base Hamikdash. And the Rebbe is going to align this with the three ideas that we spoke about before. These three ideas of what the Mishkan is all about, or the Mikdash is all about. So in the Mishkan, First and foremost, what was accomplished is that the Shekhinah has a place to rest, which is the Aron. This is something that didn't exist before. Furthermore, the idea of Menuchasi, that it says, Zois Menuchasi, the idea of Menucha, that the Aron has a resting place, in a permanent way, says the Rebbe was mainly in the Mishkan, where the Aron was in its place, as long as the Mishkan stood, at any point that we had the Mishkan, the Aron was in the Mishkan, so there was never a time that the Aron didn't have its resting place. Whereas in the Bati Mikdash, so in the Beis HaMikdash Hashani, the second Beis HaMikdash, the Orin wasn't there at all. 
even in the first base Amigdash, it wasn't there during the whole time of the first base Amigdash, because we know that Yoshio HaMelech had eventually, towards the end of his kingdom, he had hidden the, the, the orange, so it was no longer in the base Amigdash. But the Rebbe says that's only as far as the orange is concerned, so the orange doesn't have its permanent place anymore in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. But as far as the general idea, if we want to compare where is there more of a menucha when we speak about the Mishkan or the Beis HaMikdash, it's on the contrary actually. The Mishkan was moving around from one place to the other. The Mishkan is called like a oyer, like a tent, because there wasn't, it wasn't in a permanent way, it wasn't settled and resting in a permanent way. Whereas the Bate Mikdash are built and set in one place, so the menucha there, in a certain sense, is even stronger. But the, but, but the problem about these Bati Mikdash was that they were not eternal. They were taken away by the Eden, even though, of course, the place still remains with its full Kedusha. As we are told that the Shechina is not bottled, the place is holy because of the Shechina, and the Shechina is never bottled. But then we have the third Beis HaMikdash. And this is the idea that we have a Beis HaMikdash that's going to be an everlasting Beis HaMikdash. Says the Rebbe, we're going to now tie this in to the three opinions we had before. According to this, says the Rebbe, you can explain that these three opinions in the Zoyar go as follows. The first opinion, when we say, is coming in continuation to what it says over there. And this is what we asked, why was it important, this introduction? So it says that, first the Mishkan was built, and the Orin came into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Because the idea of Menucha, which we speaking about right now mainly, is mainly referring to the Oroin in this opinion. And that starts off, and is mainly even in a certain sense, in the Mishkan. But that's only as far as the Oroin itself is concerned. But not in, as, as, as in, in regards to the building, to the structure of the Mishkan. As we said before, the Mishkan is temporary, it's moving around. And therefore, as far as Yidna are concerned, to where they have to come, to worship, to serve the Abishtam, bring the Karbonis, etc. What does the Pasuk say? As long as they're in the Mishkan, the Pasuk says, Kilei Basim, you didn't come in the meantime, to a set permanent place of rest. So that's the first opinion that the Orin is saying, and it's more connected with the Mishkan idea. Then comes the second opinion of the Zoyar. And here we're speaking about the time of the Beis Hamikdash. The emphasis over here when the Beis Hamikdash was built and the Orin came into its place. Here there's a set place, a set building for the Ashroas Ashchina, and therefore Yidin have now come, to a set permanent place of rest, a set place for the Avoidah. Or as the Rambam puts it, that Kivan Shenikna and Nivna Amigdash, once the base Amigdash is built in Yerushalayim, now there's all other places, you're no longer allowed to build them a house for Hashem. The Rambam says, ancient bayis, there's no other house for all generations now, other than in Yerushalayim alone, on the Haramiriyah. As David HaMelech says, Zem is beach Yisrael, and he brings this posseg, Zois menuchos that this is the resting place forever. So again, this second opinion is focused more on the time of the Beis HaMikdosh. And that it's the Yidin that are saying it, because the Yidin now have a permanent place where to be and where to go. Then comes the third opinion. This opinion is discussing, or at least hinting to, alluding to, to the Shlemus of the third Beis HaMikdash in the time when the Yidin are going to finally be fulfilling the Ratzin and Kavana of Hashem completely. As this third opinion says that when the Yidin do the will of Hashem B'Shlemus, then, that's how Hashem is resting amongst the Yidin, so we're going to have the third Beis HaMikdash, an everlasting Beis HaMikdash, 
which will never be taken away from the Yidden. And that's when the Abishta says regarding Knesset Yisrael, this is my resting place forever. Because the resting place of Hashem amongst the Yidden, in a way of Menuchasi Adayat forever, that's in the third base of Mikdash, that's when it's a Menucha and Nachla, an everlasting one, in a very revealed way. Says the Rebbe, just like we say, in regards to the Mishkon, and the first and second base Amigdash, and the third base Amigdash, that they're not three separate ideas, but it's one continuation of one idea. It's the one mitzvah, the Asuli Mikdash. It's one mitzvah of Asuli Mikdash, which started in the building of the Mishkan, then continued in the first and second base Amigdash. And Bishlemus is going to be in the most perfect way to do Hashem's will, is going to be in the third base Amigdash, Meher of Yamenu Amin. So just like we say it in regards to these three stages, says the Rebbe in a similar way, it's is also in regards to the details that are being emphasized in the Zoyar, that the Menucha is in connection to the Oroin, the Beis Hamikdash, Knesset Yisrael, Hashem, that it's not separate ideas, but that it's all one continuation. In other words, one follows from the other. But in order to understand this, says the Rebbe, we're first going to have a look at it in the Diuk, of the expression of the third opinion. With there, he first of all elaborates, where he says that Hashem is going to sit on His holy throne, and have Rachmanus on the world, and there's bracha, and shalom, and the chavivus, the preciousness of everything is now found. So first of all, what's this arichos all about? Secondly, the Rebbe says, seemingly, why is this even all relevant over here? We're speaking about Hashem saying, regarding the Yidden, not regarding the world, generally, so says the Rebbe, the explanation is, when we start off with the first opinion that says, Pasach Aroin of Omar, that the Aroin is saying, this first opinion that the Aroin is saying, this is the Avoid of Torah, as can be self-understood, that's the whole idea of the Aroin, as it says, there's nothing else in the Aroin other, other than the Luchais, the Luchais of stone, in other words, the idea of Torah. And when do we have the Shleimus of Torah? is when it's in a way of menucha, when we can be involved in the Torah in a peaceful and restful way, in a calm way. There are no things that are distracting us, disturbing us, as the Razal say, that who was the Torah given to, uh, that, that could expand upon the Torah? Those that ate the month, those that were in the midbar eating the month, they were the ones that got the Torah. The Rebbe says, we discussed many times, and what this means is, that in order to really be able to understand, to really able to grasp, to internalize, to take Torah properly, you need to be able to be free from all sorts of preoccupations, disturbances, similar to the people eating the man. So that's step number one. That's opinion number one. The Aryan is saying it. This is stage number one. When one has the learning of Torah properly, so now comes stage number two. We know that God limud, so learning, the greatness of learning is that it's going to bring to action. Torah comes down into the action of mitzvahs and causes that it should be bishlemus. And that in that way, we are going to also elevate the world. And that's expressed in what the second opinion says, the idea that now the base Hamikdash is built. In other words, now in the world there is a building, a set place for Hashem. And within this set place, there is the Koyach, there is the effect, and there is the Metzius of the Torah. So the Orin comes into its place. And finally comes stage number three. When finally, once it's... Sorry, we're still in stage number two. My apologies. Continuing. So when it comes into its place, so what happens? The second opinion says, 
that the, when it's built, Knesset Yisroel says, Zois Menuchos Yadayad. Now there's the Shlemus of the Menucha of the Yidden, they can now carry out the Kavono, which they, Anin of Reisi, Lisham, Shizkoni, I'm created to serve Hashem. So I do that by fulfilling what Hashem wants, by doing Torah and Mitzvahs. So again, we have the two stages. First of all, there's the Shlemus of Torah, which is the Oroin, and when we have the Shlemus of Torah, now we have the Beis Hamikdash, a place where we can do Hashem's Mitzvahs. So the Yidden are saying, I have my, my place where I can do Torah and Mitzvahs. And finally, when Yidden are doing Torah and Mitzvahs, when Yidden are doing what Hashem wants, what does the third opinion say? Now Hashem says about the Yidden, Zois Menuchasi Adiyad. Because now Kivayochel is becoming the Shlemus that the Hashem has his Shlemus, because Yisrael, Vukuchemricho, Yidden, and Hashem are all one. So now when Yidden are doing the perfect Avoidah, now Hashem caressed amongst the Yidden. And where do we, where is this expressed? What's the proof? Where is it expressed that now everything is working in its most perfect way? This is why the Zoyer elaborates and says that at this point Hashem sits on his throne and he has Rachmanus on the world and there's Bracha and there's Shalom and there's Chaviv, Chavivusa of everything is found. Because when the world is not disturbing the Avoid of the Yid, and on the contrary, that the world itself, even the Gashmis is in a way of Bracha and Shalom, a place that's fitting and helping the Yidin to act the way they're supposed to be acting, then Hashem could say, Zois Menuchasi, this is when it's revealed that Knesset Yisrael are a proper place for Hashem to rest amongst them. And this is when the whole Kavana of Hashem is being carried out of having the dear Eloi Yisbarak that Hashem is resting amongst the Yidin down here in this world. Says the Rebbe, now we can also understand regarding the Mishkan and the Bote Mikdash. That they are one continuation, one idea that starts over the Binyan Mishkan, but it's in a way that the Bate Mikdashis bring and then also cause the Gilu of the Bayis Hashlishi. So it's one long continuation. And as is emphasized in the Maimar Azado we mentioned before, that it's a Remez Mikdash that was taken away as a Mashkoin of the Tuchurbanin for the Averis of the Yidden. So when the Bayis Mikdash is returned, it's not like something else coming back now. But it's like a mashkin, like a security that was given for a loan. The whole idea of taking the security in the first place and holding on to it was just to ensure that the borrower will give back that debt that he had previously. In other words, the idea of the base Hamikdash being taken away as a mashkin, the first and second, that itself is going to ensure that the Yidden should now act in the proper way and then the base Hamikdash will come back. Says the Rebbe. Since the command of Asuli Migdash which is a mitzvah for all generations to build a Mishkan of the Beis Hamikdash, but in Pshutei Shomikro was said specifically regarding the Mishkan. So now the Rebbe is going to apply these three ideas within the Mishkan itself. The Rebbe says it can be understood that within the Mishkan itself we have something similar to these three ideas that we just discussed in a more gl- general way of the Mishkan, the Mikdash, and the third Beis Hamikdash. We're going to apply these three ideas within the Mishkan itself. The Rebbe says, when the Mishkan is set up in our Parsha, after the Pasuk says, that all the work of the Mishkan was all done, says the Rebbe, there's really three stages, three times. Number one, there's a time of setting up the Mishkan, what's called the Shiva Simei Amiluim, in the seven days that were preparing for the Mishkan. Now even though at that point the Mishkan was also being set up, and everything was being done, and the Arim brought in, etc. Not like earlier when there was no Mishkan. There were certain works being done for the benefit of the Mishkan, preparing for setting it up. But it wasn't actually being set up yet. 
But nevertheless, at this point, during the Shiva Simeon it's not a permanent place yet. Because during the seven days, Moshe was every single day setting up the Mishkan, taking apart the Mishkan. And even though there was then already all of the Avoidos that were being done in Yemei HaMiluyim, nevertheless, this is not considered yet an Avoido when we speak about like the Avoidos HaKoyenim compared to the Avoidos HaKoyenim, this is not regular Avoido yet. Then comes the eighth day of the Miluyim. As the Pasuk says, in the first month, in the month of Nisan, the first day of the month, Nisan, the Mishkan was set up. At that point, it's already being set up for the Avoida. And then afterwards starts the Avoida in the Mishkan. So this is already stage number two. The Rebbe says, these two ideas of the first days, and then the, the first, the days of Miluim and the first day of setting up the Mishkan is, is similar to the idea that we said before, the difference between the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdosh. We said that in the Mishkan it was mainly a Menucha, specifically for the Ori now had a resting place. But as far as the Mishkan is concerned itself, we said it was more of a temporary place compared to the Beis HaMikdosh. Beis HaMikdosh, we said, this is more of a permanent place for the Yidin are now going to have a permanent place. So in a similar way, we have now these two ideas, that in those first days it's still very temporary as far as the Mishkan itself is concerned. It's not, it's still being taken apart. Although the Orin technically has a place where to be now. But then you have the final day, the Rishchidosh Nisan, when it's finally being set up in a more permanent way. Now, we move to stage number three. When the Mishkan is set up on the eighth day of the Miluim, and a number of Avoidus are being done already, only after these Avoidus are being done, now the Shechina comes down to rest amongst the Yidin. As the Pasuk concludes in our partial, the honor of Hashem, the glory of Hashem is filling the Mishkan. And that's when the glory of Hashem appeared to the, all the people. And this is similar to the Menucha in the third Beis Amigdash, where Hashem says regarding the Yidin, and as the Rebbe says, as it says in the Sephorna at the end of our Parsha on the Pasuk, says the Sephorna that that the Hashiroas Hashchino was completely permanent in the Mishkan. It would never go away other than the time when the Yidin now had to travel. But the Shvara says this is something that you didn't have, neither in Shiloh, neither in the first base Amigdash, neither in the second base Amigdash. So you had once in the Mishkan, you had something very, very unique and special. And furthermore, the Rebbe says in the Mishkan, it was connected with the idea, like we said before, about the, what the third opinion says, when the Yidin are doing the Rotzin of Hashem, Bishlemus, that's when the Shechina dwells amongst them. And more specifically, that was accomplished when there was the, the, the Karbonis and the Avoida of Aaron were done Bishlemus. That's similar to the idea they were saying, when Yidin are doing the Rotzin of Hashem Bishlemus. And then we have the Shlemus of the Menucha of the Mishkan, the Mishkan Oedus. Which as it says that this is a testimony for the Yidin. That Hashem had now forgiven them for the Cheto Egel because he's resting a Shechina amongst them. So this corresponds in a similar again to this third stage where Hashem is permanently um, amongst the Yidin. Says the Rebbe, through being involved in learning the Torah Sabayis, the Halachis of the Beis HaMikdash in all times, about the Mishkan, about the first Beis HaMikdash, about the second Beis HaMikdash. So when we learn this all in Torah, the Ebishter says, I count it as if you're actually involved in the building of the Beis HaMikdash. And in this way, we ensure that it shouldn't be that the Beis HaMikdash, the building of the Beis HaMikdash is not happening, as Chazal explained. So we have, we're learning the Torah, which is like the stage number one, the Oroin. 
And as a result of that, we're making sure that the Beis HaMikdash is being built, which is like the mitzvah. So we have stage number two is the mitzvah. That itself hastens and ensures point number three, the gili of the third Beis HaMikdash, Bepoyol, that will be revealed and come down from heaven. And then we'll have Beshlemus again, this idea of the Shlemus of Torah, which is the Menuchah of the Oroin, the Shlemus of Am Yisrael, that Knesset Yisrael has their permanent place, and so to speak, of Hashem himself. It says Hashem Shalom, that Hashem's name is going to be complete. So this is Kavayachal, the Shlemus, with by Hashem. There will be Golli Le'ene Kol Amim revealed to the eyes of all nations, that Hashem says about the Yidden, Zois Menuchasi Adeyad.